Hello, you're listening to your favorite podcast, Not Another Sports Podcast. And before we start our episode, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans who've been supporting us to this time. And if you're a new fan or just now listening, uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and at Twitter, N underscore A underscore S underscore Podcast. Now enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. Here are my co-hosts, Kevin and Jordan. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin. Yes, sir. And this is Jordan. Yes, sir. And we back for another week. And as always, we start off something positive here. Last night, my Hawks completed a um, down the midst of a three-game win streak. We beat the Heat last night. Yes, sir. Um, what do we, we beat Minnesota on Wednesday and um, the Bucks on Monday. So, um, I told you, at some point we're gonna get on the road. We had to. Um, this man, uh, Jimmy Butler, blew it though. He thought he did blow the game last night. Yeah, definitely. Twice. Y'all should have went to overtime at least. Man had a um, a layup at the, at the bucket and missed it. Yeah, no completely. But uh, uh, got caught in between. And, uh, completely. Yeah, shout out to the Man, Trey Young is hooping. We'll, we'll talk about him a little bit more in our next uh, segment, but yeah, shout out to uh, Trey Young and the Hawks. What y'all got? Joy, you got it. Yeah, right. Um, something positive. Back on the back on the road. Back on the podcast stuff. Uh, just just living life type stuff. Yeah, sir. Um, as always, shout out to the Braves. We won. Um, I found out that Austin Riley was brought up as a pitcher this week. Uh, as a, my, he went through minor leagues as a rookie. I mean, not through minor leagues, but he was drafted as a pitcher. And then he got moved all around first outfield, then to third base. But shout out to him. Um, he could have been a Shohei Otani type, but people don't mm-hmm. like pitching and hitting in America, apparently. So they moved him to uh, third base and told him to focus on the bat. So that's where he made his money. Shout out to him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sir. And of course, y'all know it's January, early January, uh, late January. That means um, NFL playoffs. With that being said, the first round, we're going to start with the uh, first game from the weekend, the Bengals and the Raiders. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess they can say the the talking point, because this was a good game. What came away from it, though, was the refs being the refs. So, um, yeah, that seemed to be – they left a stain on a couple games in the, um, the week one I mean the uh, the wild card round of the uh, NFL playoffs. I'm just saying, bro. The NFL refs got to get it together. I do. I do find it ironic that um, all that happened this weekend with Dak, and then the NBA had their thing going on with the refs too. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess you can say they're still human, but I don't have a problem with them messing up. It's just like y'all doubling down on it. But whatever. 
basically the situation Joe Burrow almost stepped out of bounds and one of the refs blew the whistle. It was a um, inadvertent whistle. They said that um, basically the whistle wouldn't have affected the play. It doesn't matter. You're supposed, you're supposed to. Uh, that, that's not what the rule says. And we act like we all didn't hear it happen. Whatever, you know how the NFL is. Once they, when, once the uh, ref on the field makes a call, they're gonna stick with it. We've seen it too many times. That's the reason why we only had the uh, pass interference replay one year. And yeah, the only way we're gonna get it, quote unquote, the closest to right, is if you take the human element out of it. And I think that takes away from the game. So that's part of it. You're always supposed to. We've always been told, don't leave it up to the ref. So yeah. Uh, this game was cool. I didn't really um, care for it. I figured the Bengals were going to win, and they did. Shout out to them. Yeah. Um, I said the same thing. I figured that boy Joe Burrow, boy Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, they got some goons on that squad. I hate that they the uh, Bengals. Yeah. You the said you hate what? Oh, the, I hate that. Yeah, I hate, yeah, I hate that they're the Bengals and they're in our division because I'm like Joe Burrow, I'm I'm becoming a fan of Joe Burrow. Like I really, I told Jordan earlier, he's he's one of my top four uh, favorite white men on earth right now. So yeah, uh, yeah. The fact I, that Tom Brady isn't number one, and the fact that you don't have Josh Allen above Joe Burrow makes your list kind of invalid. But I'm a, it's your list. Uh, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Alex Caruso, and Peter Parker. Can't name four white men better than that. I mean, I just named two better than. Uh, we couldn't have this discussion any other time last week it was mlk day and next week it's going into uh black, black history month. month so we had to get this conversation out of the way now mm-hmm. but um <laughs> but yeah. Um the next game, what was it? Um the three of the next four games were all blowouts. Do y'all really care about those other three games? And I one mean, game wasn't a blowout, but you knew they wasn't gonna win. I specific we specifically didn't pick games because one, we kinda knew who all was gonna win. And two, I just didn't wanna have to say that I thought that Jalen and the Eagles were gonna lose. All I wanted was for them to be competitive. Same thing I said with Mac. And I've watched had more opportunity to be competitive. He missed a bunch of throws. Right. I've watched enough Eagles games to know that at one point or another both Jalen's are gonna find a way to sell. And we were recording right when Jalen Rager muffed the punt after Jalen Hurts threw a pick. So it's like clockwork. Both of them decided, yeah, we don't really want to win. Um, but I I still have faith in Jalen and the coach backed him up. But I also believe he backed him up because this draft is not deep at quarterback. So it's not much you can go to if you go find another quarterback that's not a free agent established. You're gonna be right in the same position that you are with Jalen. So you might as well just try it another year. He did get them into the playoffs. At this point, their only hope is well, other than Jalen, who obviously I think he's good. I mean, I. I wasn't saying he can't stink it up because I don't think that he's not good enough. It's more so because that's all people are going to remember going into next season. That's all they're going to talk about. Even if he does come out and light it up 
all they're going to say is, oh, well, look at what he did in the playoffs. Kind of like they did with Lamar Jackson the year he won MVP. He he literally set the league on fire, and all they said was, well, yeah, but he doesn't win playoff games, even though he only played one. So. I do feel like they'd be selective with that too, because at that point, like I'm not. This is not a diss to Josh Allen, but at that point, Josh Allen didn't have any playoff wins either, and they were talking high on Josh Allen. Well, to be fair, Josh Allen played well enough to win the playoff game. Their coach sold, but I agree with your overall statement because Justin Herbert didn't even make the playoffs, and nobody says anything about him. Yeah, man, they try to make yeah, it like the NBA. They try to make it like the NBA, how the um, regular season doesn't matter and you can win from, um, it doesn't matter so much what seeding you are. It's different. Football, home field advantage makes a huge difference. Like imagine having to go, being a California team, having to go play in um, Lambeau as opposed to playing in, uh, playing at home. That make, That's a huge difference. Or in a dome. Exactly. Yeah, so. it, and it's all about matchups because, like the Saints, are, the Saints are uh, horrible against the pass. I mean, against like the pass, but they could they could beat a Tom Brady because they got pass rushers. So it's all about matchups too. Right, but yeah, I feel like, like you said, it's really just about who they like and who they don't like. If just like Shannon, no matter no matter what Jalen Hurts does, he can go out there and throw for five hundred yards, five touchdowns, no picks. He's gonna find a, a way to complain about him because he just all he's at the end of the day he's gonna say I just don't believe that a running quarterback can win and until one wins I'm not gonna believe it kind of like you were with the Dodgers so I can't really blame him it just comes with the territory which is why I would have preferred him to play better so there would be less that they would say but I knew at the end of the day unless he just went out there and won the Super Bowl they were gonna find something to say. But Shannon's consistent with that because I don't think he I don't think he's a big fan of Lamar either. No, he's Josh not. Allen. He's not. He's he likes Josh Allen. He's not just because Josh Allen can actually like I won't say actually throw, but he's more of a thrower than runner. So I feel like, I, but I, yeah, he he likes Lamar, but he's not a, he's not like the biggest fan. But that that statement he has where you don't he don't believe that a running quarterback can win. I don't I don't feel like that. Accurate. Cam Newton has shown you he can get you to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm, I might be forget people calling Kaepernick. There's a lot of quarterbacks in recent times. Kaepernick won the Super Bowl. Huh? Oh, no, they lost. They lost because the lights went out. But nah, yeah, multiple running quarterbacks. Before the lights went out. Man. I said multiple running quarterbacks have gotten. I mean, yeah, multiple running backs have gotten to the Super Bowl. actually quote-unquote, but... Okay, I can do that. What, Patrick Mahomes, would you count him? No. No, he's, 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 he's a thrower. Okay. He ran a little bit in the playoff run, but nobody really considers him a running quarterback. True. And uh, that being said, um, we're going to move on to the divisional round because we got some more... We got better matchups this week. Um, first off, we're gonna start with the Titans and the Bengals. This man Derrick Henry is back. Um, I think it's gonna be ugly for the Bengals because uh, he ain't played since October, and that man is fresh. This is the time of year when most people aren't fresh, especially running backs. So, um, 
And even if they quote unquote bottle him up in the first half, the Titans aren't gonna go away from the run. So they're gonna have to tackle him for four quarters. And nobody it's very proven that nobody really wants to do that, especially this time of year. So I'm going with the Titans in this one. Um I'm torn. Um if you are in our group chat, you know I'm a big fan of uh Tyler Boy. I the same year I became a fan of Josh Allen, I drafted Tyler Boy, and I've been a fan ever since. He's a really good receiver. He runs great routes, finds a way to get open. Um, and he showed out in the playoff game last week, I think, I believe. Either last week or the last game of the season, one or the other. But, both. Uh, oh, yeah, both. Okay. So, um, But, yeah, shout out to him. I, I'm a big fan. I like the way he's grown. Even when AJ Brown was there, every I mean not AJ Brown, AJ Green was there. Every time he would get hurt, they'd be like, "Oh, they don't have nobody." And then Tyler Boyd would step up and keep him relevant. So, um, with all that being said, I'm gonna take the Titans. I think that um, I'm. I picked them. I didn't pick them at the beginning of the season or even at the middle of the season. But right now, I feel like they would be my pick to make it out of the AFC. I feel like they had a great season. They're the only team in the playoffs that has beaten four playoff teams. They're 4-0 against playoff teams remaining right now. That's the best of the best teams. So, um, they have what it takes. And a couple, if not most of those, came without Derrick Henry. So, they're gonna get him back to add to the mix. Um, so I feel like they will I think they have what it takes as long as Ryan Tannehill doesn't mess it up and as long as um what's the what's the coach? Mike Vrabel doesn't steer away from the game plan. And I said this earlier in the season, what gave me confidence in them was when they played the Seahawks. And even though the Seahawks are a bad team, they were playing well at the beginning of the season before Russ got hurt. And even when they got down late in that game, they kept sticking to the run, kept giving Derrick Henry the ball. Even when they got to overtime, they kept giving Derrick Henry the ball. So they stuck to the game plan and eventually got the win. So I feel like that's going to be their formula to win it. Um, I agree as well. Uh, sometimes the game plan, you're going to have to get away from it. But with Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback, I don't think he's going to be able to afford to get away from the game plan. Uh, I, like Jordan said, I'm torn because, like I said, I'm a fan of Joe Burrow and I'm a fan of talent. And there's, a, there's so much talent across the board on both ends of the Bengals' offense and defense. But I think the Titans right now are getting healthy at the right time. A.J. Brown is fully healthy. He has um, He's coming off a couple of big games. They got Frister, the tight end, involved the past couple of games. So they... Um, Using, utilizing the tight end. Derrick Henry is back. They still got Foreman. They still got Nick Nichols, I believe that's his name. They got a very deep running back core. Even if Derrick Henry was to come out and still and look health and look unhealthy or don't look like himself, I still think eighty percent of Derrick Henry is probably the best running back in the league still. Um I I I'm gonna go I'm gonna give the edge to the to the Titans because of the health and them coming inside and having a, a week off to prepare. Mike Verbal to me is the coach of the year. Granted, Derrick Henry went down in week eight and they didn't send it off a, a week schedule to end the season. Uh, they did lose twice to the Texans, I believe. No, no, they lost to the Texans and then they beat them like, to end the season. But 
I feel like they this week, this week just to get healthy and recruit and, and practice and look at Joe Burrow and them, I think they're going to have a nice game plan. Do I think they're going to slow down the offense? No, but just through the simple fact that they can control the clock, it's going to be a 24-21 type of game. Tiger. And that. Yeah, speaking of the Texans, um, we're not going to talk about this. We, I definitely forgot to put this in there. They definitely dropping the ball for their franchise, and um, I hope they go to the toilet. They talk about Cam as a head coach. So, good luck with that. All I want is for them to free my boy Deshaun. Then they can do whatever they want. But they did fire their coach for absolutely no reason. I feel like he got destroyed in that stick. Completely. And he is African American, so you know how that goes. But um, I feel like, yeah, we're not going to talk about it too deeply, but I, that, that is messed up to blame him. And you don't even have your best player. And then the coach that just got rid, y'all got rid of, that messed up Alabama, uh, got rid of the second best player on the team. Bill, o, Bill O'Brien? Yes. Yeah. That man sells everywhere he goes. He was a good coordinator in um, New England. No, he wasn't. Tom Brady cussed him out. That's how he got out of there. <laughs> that don't mean he ain't a good coordinator. <laughs> uh, Josh McDaniels was probably telling them how to run that offense, even when he wasn't the official offensive coordinator. And then next, uh, our second Saturday game from this weekend, 8.30 prime time on Fox. We got um the Packers and the 49ers. I'm going with the Packers. Uh, I feel like um, one is going to come down to a couple throws from Jimmy G in the second half. He got that quote-unquote shoulder situation. They said he's probably going to numb it, so he, it's going to hurt in the second half. And two, I feel like Shanahan going to get away from the game plan. He tried to give it away last week against the Cowboys. Um, this man, uh, Shanahan versus uh, what's um, Mike McCarthy? Uh, they defensive coordinator. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Former Falcons. Going at it again. I'm pretty sure they used to go at it in practice because Shanahan used to call the play and uh, Quinn used to call the defense. But anyway, um, yeah, I feel like, uh, and plus, as Jordan is so famously reminds us every single weekend, the Packers have absolutely no reason this year. That's my. That's been my argument when uh, I talk to people when we talk about the playoffs. If the Packers don't win it this year, it's literally their fault. And always remember, at the beginning of the year, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams posted that last dance um, picture. So now they don't have they don't have no choice. If you don't, you got to hear about this all offseason. Starting with Jordan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to. Y'all going to hear me one week, one of these weeks. But <laughs> if, it's a, if it plays out how I think it will, it'll be next Saturday. Because I'm picking the 49ers. Um, I got, I think that, well, first off, I went back and forth all week. I was, I was definitely going to pick the Packers and it was going to be by default. And I was going to say that because I felt like um, all the injuries were going to start to pile up. They were missing Jimmy G, um, Fred Warner was um, questionable, and Nick Bosa. But all of them are healthy. Um, I feel like, Clear. Okay, well, yeah, they're clear. But um, I feel like while most people would think that cold weather would hurt a 
California team, I think it would actually help the 49ers because they're so physical and they focus so much on the run game. It'll force Kyle Shanahan to focus on actually running the ball instead of trying to get too fancy and trying to pass the ball. And I feel like the fact that uh, Green Bay has struggled all season with um, stopping the run, I feel like that's going to hurt them this week. Plus, they've also struggled with a lot of inferior talent, and I've said all year that I don't think that the 49ers are the best, but the 40, I mean, the Packers seem to play down to their opponents. So, I feel like that's going to kind of hurt them. So, I, I don't think it's impossible for the Packers to win. If they can actually control the clock with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams actually decides he wants to catch the ball instead of the NFC Championship last year, then I think they actually have a good shot. But all that being said, I'm still taking the 49ers. Um, this is another game that I could be I'm torn on because I'm I won't, I'm not going to sit here and say Jimmy Garoppolo is elite, but I don't remember if it was at the beginning of the season, midway of the season, or towards the uh, the uh, end of last season when I was. Uh, I think maybe you had this discussion, Jordan, about Jimmy G and you not sold on him. I don't think you feel sold on him. Nope. But <laughs> I, I believe, I, I, I said before, like, Jimmy Garoppolo was the head QB that got this team to the Super Bowl. Yes, he might not have been the guy that got them there, but he was the QB one and he did control this team and got them to the Super Bowl. Last year they had injuries and, he still, and the team still finished somewhat decent. This year they had the piece it all together but they caught on fire towards the end of the season and um jimmy garoppolo fought through injuries he didn't make too many mistakes he made some but he didn't make too many and he didn't start losing games to the point that they had to put trey lance in so i do believe uh jimmy garoppolo is a franchise tv i do believe you can win with him but with all that being said i don't think he you can win with him today aaron Rodgers is that dude Devontae adams is that dude do I want to see another episode of last year when Aaron Rodgers missed four straight targets to Devontae Adams and Devontae Adams dropped two of those four? No, they need to show that he's the best quarterback in the league, Aaron Rodgers, and that Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. They can't stop the run whatsoever, like you said, Jordan, but I believe this is going to end up being a passing game because I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out firing and they're going to have to force Jimmy Garoppolo to use that bad thumb and bad shoulder. And, and get Debo involved as a receiver and not just a running back. And if they do want to make it a grindhouse game, they do want to make it a grindhouse game with Mitchell and make it a run game, the Packers do still have two thousand yard rushers with Aaron, um, Aaron Jones and, and Dylan. Dylan's a bruiser. I don't know how much he's going to do this game because the 49ers can stop the run. But I think Aaron Jones is going to be the key factor in this game, getting him the ball out, out the backfield. Um, wheel routes, you know, block and pull routes, you know, get them out in, the, in space and stuff like that. I feel like the um, Packers can win the game that way. And I think the Packers need this. Aaron Rodgers need this. They need to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, what they can't do is what the Packers, I mean, what the Cowboys did last week and win the toss and defer to the second half. If you have, if you get the option to take the ball first, they need to take it and go down the field and score to take the running game out of the 49ers' hands. Because um, mm-hmm. 
I can't remember the exact numbers, but trust me, I will have them whenever they lose for you. <laughs> um, but Chris Broussard did a great job last night of breaking down how most of the games we always, when Aaron Rodgers loses in the playoffs, we always blame the defense for um, being bad. And we say, oh, well, they, they struggled. Of course, they gave up 44 points to the Falcons. How do you expect him to win? But they were down 24 nothing in 31. They were down 24 nothing at halftime and 31 nothing in the third quarter. Yeah, they gave up 24 points, but you also scored zero. So that's also on you. Trust me. This this is gonna come back up. I just wanted to give you that little nut. Is it gonna be Aaron Rodgers and the Packers soul, or is it gonna be how everybody wanna trade Jimmy Garoppolo? Or Kyle Shanahan wanna be a game five, one of them. I mean, trust me, I have absolutely I have like a two level of confidence on this game. I just think that they are a really bad matchup for the 49ers. I mean for the Packers. I feel like if the 49ers play their best game and the Packers are off just a little bit, it's going to be one of those. You're in for a long game. And it's going to be one of those games where the Packers are going to have to score every possession. Because I've seen the 49ers take 12, 12 play 9-minute, 10-minute drives to kill off the Eagles. Granted, the Eagles aren't great on defense, but as I've said, the Packers can't stop the run either. Yeah, whoever wins this game, I feel like going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't think the 49ers can run well enough to beat the uh, Bucks, but I think they can beat the uh, Rams if the Rams beat the Bucks. Yeah. Well, the next game we got, um, the Sunday 3 o'clock game. Shout out to it being the divisional round game for that 3 or 7 one. Um, we got the Bucks and the Rams. I'm going with the Rams. Um, like I told Jordan earlier in the week, the Eagles were getting the Eagles defensive line were getting a Brady that easily. I think the um, Rams line should be have no problem. So, and that's gonna, that's the key to the streets. If you get Brady time back there to pick you apart, that's what he's gonna do. Always has, always will, as long as he plays. Um, if you pressure him, make him uncomfortable back there he's liable to, I ain't gonna say he's liable to turn the ball over but it's a higher chance he's uh, not a lethal right you uh you neutralize him um yeah and I think the, the Rams defensive line is good enough to get get home so yeah I'm going with the Rams uh, yep it's Matt Stafford trying to shine <laughs> for one more week he's still going he's still going to throw a pick six though <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, this is also one of those games where I I really don't feel too confident. Um if it, to be honest, if I knew for a fact that Leonard Fournette and um Tristan Wurst were going to be 100% healthy, I would be much more confident, but I don't know about those two players, so I'm not really sure. Um how I would say like a three or four maybe, but I just don't feel that the um I'm just am playing the odds games on this game. Um, as Brendan has said multiple multiple times, going into the national championship, it's kind of 
it's like really really hard to um to beat a team twice so i i'm gonna lean on that really um i feel like the fact that um well in certain circumstances i feel like um the fact that the um the biggest plays from that game came from Deshaun Jackson and um, Robert Woods, who were both not there. I feel like that's going to hurt them. Um, I feel like Odell is going to help, but I don't really see him taking over the game the way that Deshaun Jackson took over that game. He had three catches for 120 yards and a touchdown, including a 75-yard touchdown. Um and the odds of Matt Stafford playing back-to-back games of throwing no interceptions is not going to be very likely. Um, he did throw no interceptions the first game, but like I said, I don't see that happening twice, especially since he did it last week. I think that the Buccaneers defensive backs are better than the um, Cardinals defensive backs. And <clears throat> Brendan made tried to make a good point. Well, he did make a good point about the pressure, and that's going to hurt if Tristan Wirfs isn't there. But when they were completely healthy, the Rams only got three sacks in the first game, um, and they only got five quarterback hurries. And I'd say only because Tom Brady threw the ball fifty-five times. So I don't I don't really see that as a lot of pressure. I feel like if they can do a good job of controlling the line and actually running the ball, keeping uh, the Rams' offense off the field, I think they're going to have a very good shot. And as great as Matt Stafford played and as quote-unquote terrible as Tom Brady played, who only threw one touchdown, no interceptions, um, he still threw for 432 yards on that vaunted defense, and they – only lost by 10. So I feel pretty confident. I'm working my way up. I'm, I'm up to a five now. In confidence. I've talked myself up to a five. But yeah, I feel um, really if Chris Godwin was here, I feel like that's the big missing X factor to this um, competition. But it's going to be a good game. I feel like this is the one I'm most excited for, other than the, um, I would say the 49ers and uh, Packers are second. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, I don't see... I mean, if Sony Michelle and Cam Akers can play like they played uh, last week, I don't see why Matthew Stafford would have another game. I wouldn't have another game where he doesn't throw an interception because the running game, Matthew Stafford has shown he looks damn near elite when you get to somebody who can run the ball, you know? So, if, if, and I didn't expect um, Akers to come back as hard as he did. So, if he plays like that and uh, Tony Michelle gives you a good game, I could definitely see Matthew Stafford doing the exact same thing he did last week. But I think Odell is confident. I think the team is confident. Von Miller had got some little juice last week. Aaron Donald um, is still Aaron Donald. I I just feel like this team is set to win. 
the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still at a loss um, at the receiver position. They're still uh, trying to figure things out. Tom Brady is Tom Brady, but I don't know how much he can give you at this point without all of the record-fit weapons. So I I think the Rams might blow them out today. Mm. Tomorrow. I don't know. Did Cooper Cup game have a, a great game last week? I know Matthew Stafford is going to be fueled. I mean, like, fueled to get him the ball. Yeah, I just don't see them being able to run the ball as well as they did last week. Now, if they can, then yes, I give it up to you. I feel like that's just going to be a little bit too much. They're going to have to stop something. So... I feel like with uh, Levante David and um, Shaq Barrett coming back, I feel like that's just going to be too much for their running game. And it's not like they the Rams were just running the ball down people's throats all season. They really only had that game, and it was one more game. I can't remember what game it was. But they had really only two good games where they actually were running the ball with consistency so yes i do feel like excuse me i do feel like if they can run the ball and keep the um the uh buccaneers balanced like their play call in their d-line balance where they have to actually focus on the run on their way to the quarterback i feel like that's gonna change the game but i just don't see that happening um the final game of this divisional weekend, we got the, if you like offenses and high-scoring games, we got the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, I'm going with the Bills. They got the better defense. Yes, the uh, Chiefs can get hot at any moment. They showed you last week against the Steelers, but the Steelers oh, also backpedaled into the playoffs. These they did a, a a wheelie into the playoffs and fell backwards. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. They just wanted Big Ben to experience the playoffs one last time so we could talk about it all week. And then he went out the same way he went out the past seven years in the playoffs. Exactly. Um, with that being said, shout out to Mike Tomlin again for uh, never having a losing season. Exactly. What, 11 years? Something yep. like that. But um, I'm going with the Bills. I'm going with the Bills in this game. Like I said, they got a better defense. Um, I picked them at the beginning of the year to make it to the AFC Championship game. And, um, yeah, the the Chiefs are too up and down for me. So, it's going to be a good game, though. It's definitely going to be a good one. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills. Um, I've been a fan. Shout out to them. Bills Mafia. Um, but I feel like they just have a little bit too much on offense and they have just enough on defense. Um, they still haven't been able to stop the run, but I don't think Jared McKinnon is good enough to expose that. Hey, man. If Bill can do it. Uh, I'm going to go with Buffalo just off of the momentum that they haven't and that the passion that they're going to come out with. The Chiefs haven't looked like world beaters at all whatsoever this year. They have caught on 
that caught on, but they did play the Steelers the last week, and the Steelers looked exactly how Ben Roethlisberger said he was going to look. And how he <laughs> like, they did return out 22 starters. Huh? They returned out 22 starters from last year. The... The Bills? The Bills the did. Bills? They out 22 starters. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I I just don't I, I don't see the Chiefs being able to stop them. They defense did come along towards the end of the season, but they at the end of the day I don't they feel not that good. They just caught fire. And when you catch a team that actually about that life, I think you don't and I think the Buffalo Bills is about that life when it comes to the Chiefs. They on the head top this week. Yo, if you liking what you're hearing on Not Another Sports Podcast, make sure you follow us on all social media, Not Another Sports Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter is N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Make sure you continue to stay up tuned and update with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. Now back to our show. Next up, we got our genius or BS segment. Um, the all today is the last day for All Star voting as uh, we record this podcast on Saturday, January twenty seventh. Today is our last day for All Star voting, and if All Star voting ended today in the Eastern Conference, we would have, the starters would be Demar Derozan, Trey Young, Kevin Durant, but he's probably not going to dress. Giannis. And Joel and D. And in the West, we got Steph, John Morant, LeBron, uh, Jokic, and Andrew Wiggins. Um, I don't see anybody. I don't see any problem here, and with anybody in the um, starters. I wonder who they're going to uh, put at in place of Kevin Durant. Probably. Um, I'll start games in February, right? It is. It'll probably be back. He's probably not gonna dress. He's still probably gonna be the um the leading vote getters right now are LeBron and Steph, so I mean it wouldn't really affect him. He'd still be technically an all-star, but I don't think he really cares at this point. He's the leader in the East, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was still pick, but Yeah, he did that last year. I mean, I don't I don't think he would not play if he's fine unless he's like still hurt like if he, I don't think he would play in the regular season game yeah. and not play in the all-star game but um, so but yeah I think I think the all-star starters I go genius yeah I would go genius as well um I like how they Voted in Trey Young as a starter, um, even over James Harden. I feel like a lot of people were saying Trey Young didn't deserve to start. Well, not a. I know Chris Broussard said he voted James Harden as a starter over. Excuse me, over Trey Young because they're. Excuse me, because the Nets were winning more than the um, Hawks, but the Nets also have Kevin Durant. And a better surrounding cast than the Hawks do. Yep. 
um, and Trey Young was putting up better numbers. So if you use that same logic, you would have to put somebody in over uh, Jokic because Jokic is like six or seventh in the West. So I mean, you have to keep that same energy. So I don't. I like the fact that Trey Young is a starter. Shout out to uh, Ja, he's a starter. Um, Chris Paul is putting up tremendous numbers, but so is Ja. And I feel like he deserves to get that starting spot. Yeah. Um, I think it's genius as well. For the most part, I don't. I'm, Andrew Wiggins is having an All Star year, but I'm not quite sure about being a starter. Um, nobody from the Phoenix Suns is starting. That's uh, that's concerning. Um, but for the most part, I can't really um, knock the list. Well, I mean, yeah. Who would you put over? Wiggins, I couldn't think of anybody. I, would, I it, say Booker deserves to be in the starting lineup, but I don't know how many games Booker missed the injury, but the numbers, I don't see why he wouldn't be starting, especially with this team being first in the West right now. Like, how can you be first in the West and not have not one all-star start? I mean, even when the Hawks had the, the best record in the East a few years ago, they had four of them people. You might have debated if they were really all-stars, but they had at least four. Yeah, but they they do it. Yeah, it's it's stupid how they do it. They have front court and back court. I mean, front court and guards. So you have to. I mean, if you're saying that Ja doesn't deserve to start, then we can have that debate. But I feel like Ja deserves to be a starter over Devin Booker. I mean, it's just how they do it. Because I I just feel like Andrew Wiggins. That is not Ja that I would take out. It's Andrew Wiggins that I'd take out. But it's not like the All NBA team though. Right. So, you know, it's not – if he was – if he played uh, small forward and shooting guard, they would give him that nod. But he only plays point and shooting guard. Right. But not even Chris Paul. But, I mean, but that means you're saying take Steph out. And you can't do that. Steph is top three right now for MVP. It's just crazy how – it's just really crazy that they you know, one of the best teams in the NBA, you know how not one started. Right. And uh, next up, we got our penalty kick segment. You know, the uh, our rapid fire um, headlines, but they weren't really headlines. Um, the 76ers rejected two trades for Ben Simmons. This man going to end up being like uh, Deshaun Watson just sit out the whole year. Um, uh, I mean, I, at this point, I don't really, I don't even know why it's still technically a story because I mean the seventy six ers seem to be doing fine. Um, Joel Embiid did drop fifty points the other night against. Granny was against Orlando because they were they were definitely hyping it up on Sports Center after the game. This man Embiid had fifty points in less than twenty. I mean, less than thirty minutes. Then I look like he's playing the Magic, but he's supposed to. But back to the point. Um, I don't really like. I like my, my main point is I don't really care what they do with Ben Simmons because I think they're gonna be fine either way. Uh, either trade them or don't trade them. Either you want them to play or um, keep them. Do something. You let that man sit out for the whole year. But how y'all feel about this topic? That's not really a topic. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like they were. A lot of people were making a big deal about them uh, 
declining the trades, saying that they were good trades, but if you actually look at it, they really weren't. Like the Pistons were offering them Jeremy Grant, Kelly Olynyk, and the first round pick, and somebody else. I can't really remember who it was, but it was a bunch of uh, power forwards. Like you're not gonna play all of those people with Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and um, Jeremy Grant. Like, you're not going to play Jeremy Grant, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and Kelly Olenek significant minutes. Like, that's not a good trade. Um, plus, they weren't even taking back Tobias Harris's contract, and they would have to pay uh, Jeremy Grant. So that doesn't make sense. I can't remember exactly what the Kings were offering, but other than Tyrese Halliburton, it wasn't much to write home for. Um, it was really just a salary dump at that point, and I don't think they're desperate enough to get to the salary dump point. I think they're actually trying to get something back. So, I mean, I don't really see why a lot of people were saying that they were still asking for way too much. Like, no, that's not a, a smart trade. Well, the Pacers did offer Karis LeVert. I mean, mm-hmm. I was saying, I was, no, I was not going. I was just not enjoying it. Like, saying, like, you know, they did offer Karis LeVert. It's a bonus. I don't, I don't remember that. Bonus. What was, I don't remember the details of that trade. I only remember the first two that I did. It was Sabonis and Karis LeVert for, I think, Tobias Harris and uh, Jordan B. But I don't see – Sabonis is a great player, but I don't see how he works with Jordan B. Like, right. Trade Simmons for a, a, pl- a power forward or a center type person. You trying to create space, not clog space. Right. And Karis LeVert, one, isn't good enough and isn't healthy enough for that to be worth it. But yeah, he's good enough. I just think he's just not healthy enough. Mm, I mean, I don't think he's bad. I just don't think he's what they're looking for. I, I mean, he's good enough to get the job done. I'm just saying for what they're looking for. I don't think he's good enough. But I don't even think they're gonna get what uh, what he what they're looking for because Ben Simmons is not gonna like at this point. I like I said before, I don't fault Ben Simmons for his stance or whatever. But you're not going to see him in action. Like, you're just going to have to go off with the last time you've seen him and what you think he can be. At the end of the day, Ben Simmons is not trash. Ben Simmons is not trash. You just know he got shooting woes. So, like, for the, the Sixers to think he's going to – they're going to get, like, some big-time trade, they not. And, like, playing bully ball to make somebody stay and play for you and think when he do come back he's going to play at the highest level for you, is it's, it's retarded in my eyes and I'm sorry for using that word but that's just how I just see that situation like you need to take the best offer now you said those wasn't good trades I the holding still like you're not gonna trade him at all I don't I don't agree with that message you're gonna find yourself messed up yeah they have way too much value for him um, I think they value him kind of what you value him well you value him. It's kind of the relationship that we have. You value him way more than I do. And they value him way more than the rest of the league does. 
and that's just because of media and perception. Because at the end of the day, Ben Simmons is still a great player. If you don't, if you don't, you can't, you don't have to shoot to be a great player. And he might not be the best number one overall pick because of his shooting woes, but he could definitely be a second, the third best player on the championship team. And I feel like you can. That's why they probably so bent on wanting a great trade. But just how this situation has unfolded on all aspects. It's, for both parties, it's just not what you're gonna get. You don't have to take what you can get at this point. Yeah, but you have to at least attempt to make layups and whatnot. But... I mean, he did for the most part of his time there, except for last what, that one game. I mean, that series was bad, but that one moment, mm, he had a couple of bad series. But we're going on. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? Um. Next up, this man Kyrie uh, got to arguing with the fans in Cleveland. They basically were heckling him, and he said, um, "I got, I bought y'all a championship, and y'all still ungrateful." I mean, that's bars. That was a, that was a bar. He left, bro, standing there like it was only one. Yeah, no, nah, it's not a good comeback, bro. That was bars though. But how y'all feel about Kyrie's um, situation? I think it's lame that the NBA actually finds him. Like that's what the NBA does. They find people. Right. Like that's not fair. I feel like you gotta expect people to be puppets and just be able to be talked to at any type of way. And just sit there and take it. Like no. It's conduct unbecoming of a player. No, it's not. If you <laughs> do that, keep the fans out for conduct unbecoming the fans. Have that mm-hmm. same exact energy. If you gonna find me, kick them out. Like, if I can't talk to them any type of way, they can't talk to me any type of way. Like, that's, no. I want, I should be able to, if we having a conversation, we having a conversation. I can see if he threatened him or if he actually, like, went up to him and did something. No. Like, he was just talking. Like, that's, I don't feel like that's fair. And I felt like what Kyrie said was right. Like, you want to talk about it? I don't know what Brett said, to be honest, but from where the video started is pretty clear. Like, I did my job. I got us the championship. Stop talking to me. <laughs> Just one. Um, I don't agree with the NBA finding him. It's just another indication that the league is soft and it's getting softer. It's like the players are soft, fans are soft. Like, fans get told by told off by a player after talking trash and they trying to play victim. A fan called this player trash and the players get all salty and want to kick players out. And they say, they talk trash back to the players, they get, I mean, to the fans, they get fined. So I think it's just soft all around the board. But he's right, they were ungrateful. But Kyrie do bring a little bit of that upon himself. The way he left wasn't the best way. It wasn't like he said, all right, Cleveland, I'm finna leave. He just said, he just dipped, and, and the story was he just didn't want to play with LeBron no more. That's kind of like, mm-hmm. so I don't agree with the fine though. And, uh, and lastly, my man Russell Westbrook got benched. That man said, um, "This is also the same man that said he got the right to turn the ball over." Hey man, he did he did dunk on Rudy Gobert, but. The next game, he shot the ball off the backboard. I mean, off the top of the backboard. Just like, can we get some consistency, bruh? Just a little bit. 
defense. You don't have to do all this. You don't have to tire yourself out on offense. Just work on your defense. Do that. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I said it at the beginning of the well, not at the beginning of the season, probably like me awake through the season. I might have said it at the beginning of the season, to be honest. But I said that they are better when Russ is coming off the bench where they work um, with him running the second unit, giving them energy when LeBron isn't on the court. Um, so, yeah, this doesn't surprise me. It's just that it surprises me that they actually did it. I wasn't expecting them to do it. But... Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how long it lasts. Um, I don't think he's gonna just start. I think he's gonna start. I'm pretty sure he started last night. He just got benched at the end of the game, so um, maybe cutting down his minutes is the answer. Um, Frank Vogel is coaching for his job, so I don't. I don't think he's gonna. Uh, hold any punches anymore. I think at this point in time, he wants he want his job more than a relationship with Russell Westbrook, a happy Russell Westbrook. So he's going to do whatever he can to win the game. And that was a smart decision on his part. But do I see that happening longer? No. I, I definitely think Russell Westbrook is going to be a starter and finish games with the Lakers. I just think this is just a wake-up call for him to do better. Yeah. Um, I do agree with Charles Barkley, though. It's not um, it's not Frank Vogel's fault necessarily. While I do agree that he should have never been hired, um, there was already... I remember when he was hired, they were saying he had a short leash, and then Jason Kidd was taking over. It's gotten hard to coach with those um, eyes over your shoulder, type thing. I feel like he just got to, uh, he got the, the short end of the stick. You can't blame him because people don't want to play defense and can't make shots. You know, it's not lack of coaching or not in the right position. These are Hall of Fame players, most of the roster is. So like, can't sit here and say like, it's all on him. Like these players know more probably than him sometimes. Thanks. And uh, so one more um, topic before we get out of this uh, penalty kick segment, before we go to commercial, we got to talk about the Ravens firing their defensive coordinator. I think he was more the scapegoat. Their whole defense got hurt at one time. Like, their entire second. Well, their whole team been hurt the whole year. They lost mm-hmm. all their running backs from training camp. Um, their, their defense all got hurt at I think it was like week six or seven, something like that. So they've really been playing with um, scraps. So I ain't gonna really say we really, I ain't gonna say we don't count this year, but it was an injury riddle year. <laughs> yeah, I definitely count this year. I'm sorry, Kevin. Um, I agree with everything Brendan said. It's not the DC's fault. He didn't go out there and uh, rupture people's Achilles and tear people's ACLs. That's the grass and the turf that they practice on. Mm. <laughs> but, mm. nah, that, a lot of that right. A lot of that has been during the games. But um yeah, I feel like somebody had to go and he was the easy choice. I don't know why Greg Roman wasn't <laughs> but 
you know. Why is Greg Roman still coaching? That's a good question. Great question. <laughs> um, I I don't agree. Anybody should have been fired this year from us. Because it's just like like Brandon and you said, it's just an injury plague year. Like he still finished eight and eight, he still finished with uh, without a losing record. Like he fought for most of the year. Most of the year we we was at the top of the division. We just couldn't. We just wasn't healthy enough to beat the Bengals. So like I feel like you should have just waited to next year to make those decisions. Hey, what's going on? Can't get enough of Not Another Sports Podcast? Well, you can follow us on social media at Not Another Sports Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast on Twitter. And keep up with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. We appreciate y'all's support, and y'all make sure y'all subscribe. And back to the show. You know how we always end our episodes here? call it pick the ending this week's question is if the nets win would it reorgan re-energize the discussion about low management i don't think so um i think i, I don't think the low management question is going anywhere like i think um especially with having to play back-to-backs that was the problem wednesday night um when minnesota came to atlanta they, they scored 42 points in the first quarter then the second half, they hit a wall. They they really ran out of gas after halftime because they had, they were on the second night of a back-to-back after playing the Knicks in overtime the night before. So I feel like some people going to have to rest, especially with the playoffs coming up. That stretch um, after all-star break before the playoffs, you got to get your the, – the key is to have – playing good basketball, yes, but you want to be as close to healthy as possible. I don't think the low management question is going anywhere. Yeah. Um, while I I haven't heard people specifically mention low management in a while, I guess since the Clippers lost in the bubble, I guess that's when people want to say low management died. But um, I don't I don't really equate these two situations together. I don't see this as load management. I think this is them making the best of a bad situation. I feel like, one, they would rather him play the whole season. And two, they would have, they would rather him not play at all if he isn't able to play the whole season. But due to uncertain, excuse me, unfortunate circumstances, they have to do what they have to do. And he's playing half the season. Talking about Kyrie, by the way. Yeah, I thought you said Kyrie. Yeah, I believe you did. The question oh, was, if the Nets. Well, yeah, you said if the Nets. Okay, well, yeah, my bad. If Kyrie, I, 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 my bad. I assume that, but yes, I feel like they would prefer that Kyrie plays the whole season instead of half the season or none of the season at all, but. I don't feel like that's low management necessarily. Or not. I mean, I guess it is, but I don't see it as the same, if that makes sense. But to answer the question, no, I don't feel like that would 
make people say, "Oh, well, now we should just sit people for home games and road games." No, I don't. I don't think that's how that's gonna work. Like Brendan said, people still rest. Like, I guess it was just the fancy thing to say that when they lost. Nah, now load management's dead. Now you gotta play every game. Get your chemistry up. Like I said again, this year now everybody's picking the Nets, even though they're not gonna get chemistry. Like that doesn't. So yeah, just pick a narrative and uh, just run with it. So yeah, I don't, I don't. It's if people want to talk about load management, then yes, they'll talk about it. But no, I don't, I don't feel like it'll bring it back up. Make a long story short. Um, yeah, I agree. I doubt this will bring back up low management. Um, you got, you, your job is to play the game, bro. So just play the game. Like, low management would never be a thing. I think everybody would just fully accept. Unless you know you are injury prone type player. That preference and yeah, their injury is not, oh, well, we're playing the Mavericks. I mean, we're playing Timberwolves and Portland back to back games. They trash. So I just sit these two out. Like, nah, like, play. So Kyrie is not unhealthy. He's just not vaccinated. So don't, like you said, Jordan, that don't even correlate together. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with sitting out back to back games. I feel like you should play. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm talking about right. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I don't feel like you should sit out back to back games. But if you want to sit out one of those games, I don't have a problem. I like for me. I feel like it, we're in a very accessible um, era. You can watch basketball every night if you want to. So, I mean, I get it. There's a different experience of people being able to go to the game. But there's so many stars in this league. If you don't get to watch your favorite player, you can go watch one of your second or third favorite players. I promise you will be okay. Mm-hmm. I, I I just I is I get it as a fan I would be upset if John Morant or Kevin Durant was sitting out but I mean I can watch them on TV I can go to another city and watch them like I get it I don't not every fan has that ability but I mean every fan can watch TV like they have us I'm pretty sure. It's ex- if you're listening to this episode, you can watch it, the game on your phone. So, I mean, it's it's I I kind of don't really buy into that um, fan experience aspect. I feel like that's just trying to guilt trip players into playing, and I don't feel like that's fair. I guess so many other stars. Why does why does he have to play every single night? Uh, yeah. Well, that concludes another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. Remember, I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And make sure you follow me on all social media sites at Rob Was There. And this is Kevin. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Vice City Kevo and be on the lookout for Vibes Last Forever mixtape coming soon. That's a fact. Yes, yeah, sir. This is Jordan. You can follow me on all social media at well, no, you can follow me on Twitter at this underscore guy 11 and on Instagram at underscore this guy 11. Follow the sports pages at on Facebook and Instagram at not another sports podcast. 
Twitter in underscore a underscore s underscore podcast. Um, you can listen to us on all audio platforms by searching for Not Another Sports Podcast. Make sure you share it to your friends. Um, leave us a review. All that good stuff. Five stars. We definitely appreciate it. With all of that being said, excuse all the noise that I had going on. If y'all heard all the noise today, man, building the house. He building the house. <laughs> but with all of that being said, make sure you guys are washing your hands out here. Lavate los manos. Always. Make sure you guys are not falling for any agendas out here being pushed. Never. Black Lives Matter. Always. And go Gators. Rose Tide. We hate Georgia. Yes, sir.